Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. Ever heard test your marketing but have no idea how to do that? Social, Google, cold pitches, newsletters, marketing can be an exhausting grind. What if you knew how to choose the best channels for your business? Growth Trackers is a membership for creative business owners who want to stay booked with less energy. Take charge of your leads when you learn how to find your get booked formula. Become a growth tracker at supereasydigital.com slash growth trackers. Use code full-time freelance for 5% off your membership. For many freelance writers, working alone can feel satisfying, except when it doesn't. Without a collaborator to share ideas and opinions, you may feel blocked. A survey on LinkedIn even revealed that 52% of writers struggle with being stuck. If you're one of them, book a session with Ivy Magic. Creative director Jeannie Ivy's vast experience collaborating with writers can help you unlock your brightest, most effective work yet. Learn more at thativymagic.com slash collaboration. Freelancing is a little bit weird right now. If you are feeling like, hmm, what is going on in this space? We want you to know that you're not alone. There's been several changes in the past, I'd say six or seven months. We're recording this in June, 2023. The economy has been a little bit weird, particularly in the tech space. There have been like a ton of layoffs. There's been a rise of AI tools and chatter around them, particularly generative AI and natural language processing tools that are kind of writers. And all of this has just stirred up the market. And so we want to talk a little bit about that. So Kaylee, I would love if you could start by by telling me like what you're thinking and feeling about right now. And if you are indeed sort of sensing that things are weird. Yes, I do think things are weird. And even though Twitter has kind of become a dumpster fire as of late, I am still seeing people speaking there about how they're having a hard time freelancing or like booking a consistent amount of freelance work. Another thing I'm seeing too, is that some of our friends, Emma, that you and I both share and that some of us may know who are listening to the podcast, they had built pretty successful agencies or productized services and were just kind of like taking off with them as of about two years ago. And then this year came along, the economy is what it is and they're facing okay, well, now we need to lay off this large staff that we've built because we don't have enough business coming in to make this sustainable. And so there's this this shift happening where layoffs are happening in-house. Freelancers are struggling to find work. I think across the board, budgets are getting kind of a really hard look taken at them because it's it's tough right now. Like businesses are, are really, really struggling. And so even though, you know, we talked about the B2B SaaS space, there's still, sure, plenty of money to go around, but is it going to people like you and I who are freelance writers? And the, the answer to that is, of course, it depends. But I, I think it is challenging right now. I'm curious what you're seeing. Are you seeing similar things or hearing similar things from the people that you know? Yeah. So I'd say what's happened to me is kind of interesting because I had my second child in January and I took off basically like January through March 
from work at all. I wrapped up my projects in December. I didn't have clients at the time that I needed to like keep serving. Like I I gave them some recommendations for some people they could work with, but I was basically like, I'll see you in three or four months. And I came back and things were weird, like immediately. So I think anyone kind of kind of relate to this that the first half of the year is when things started to feel wonky and a little bit different. So I came back and I asked all of these these clients that I'd had in December, like, hey, what do you have for me? And they were like, mm, we don't really have anything. And I also, like, while I was out, I hadn't gotten nearly as many leads as I expected, like, on my last maternity. And I have, like, the last maternity leave to compare it to. So I took a maternity leave in 2019. And when I came back, I had all of these leads that I sort of reached out to. And I was like, I'm back now. Are you interested? And I just felt like I was able to ramp up work much quicker. There was more work to be had. But I I sort of came back when all of this was going on and it was a really weird, it has been a really weird time to come back and try to build my business back up. I am finding that there is just so much chatter that it's hard to kind of make sense of like what's real and what's not. So that's why our friend Ashley Cummings and I have put out a survey for what's actually happening with freelance writers, or actually not just freelance writers, content marketers in general with AI. Like, are you actually losing work because of it? Are you using it in your workflow? Because I think there's, if you go on LinkedIn, for example, there's all this talk about it and it's really hard to decipher like what's all hype cycle and what's real. I actually think that most of the work that is being lost right now is some of it, I think, is because of AI. But I think that's kind of on the lower end. Like the work that I do would be really, really difficult to replicate with AI. And I'm not just saying that to toot my own horn. It's like I'm doing case studies and interviews. Like you can't have an AI tool like interview someone at this moment. But I think the the layoffs in the tech space are impacting it more And I have heard people say things like, oh, well, all these tech companies are going through these lines of layoff, and that means that they're going to rely on freelance talent. And I think in theory, that's true. But what I see happening, and I'm curious if you're seeing this happen too, Kaylee, is there's like a lot of internal chaos. So these companies, like they lose tons of people and they don't know what they need. They don't have their bearings. They don't know who was doing what or how to gather themselves. So they're not in a position where they're like, oh, we have some very well-defined projects and we know what our priorities are and we're going to hire freelancers to help us execute. Like there's way too much sorting out to be done internally. I've been calling it internal chaos for them to kind of be ready to you know, hire a freelancer. And and I know I've talked a lot here, but I'm curious about what you've seen and and if if anything I've said has kind of resonated with you or if you disagree with any of it. No, I definitely think the internal chaos thing is true. And I think what happens in these situations is that the marketing department gets slashed and some genius is like, oh, we'll just bring freelancers in because then we don't have to pay full-time employees. This will be way cheaper And what happens is these freelance writers get thrown into this mix where there's no clear direction. There's no writing briefs. There's no SEO plan. It's just kind of like, hey, can you figure this out? (laughs) 
<laughs> so the results of that kind of work are usually pretty shitty, to be quite candid. Oh, Kaylee, I so agree with this. The other, this reminds me that the other thing I'm seeing is there's not like consistent work because of it. So they might like, like I've had clients assign me one, say, oh, we have all of this work to do. And then they assign me like one thing. And then there's just radio silence. Cause I think there's not a strategic backbone, as you say. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So yeah. So you might turn in a draft and the point person is like, okay, I'm going to pass this along to my supervisor or whatever. And the supervisor is like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. And so <laughs> there's no gauge of like, is it good? Is it bad? Is it what we need? Is it helpful at all? Nobody has any clue. And so, yeah, they just, I think what ends up happening is they just end up throwing their hands up and being like, we'll get back to this later. So they table it. And so I think a lot of that is happening right now. I think another thing I'm seeing, well, I have a productized service of my own. I have content remix where we take podcast episodes and turn them into narrative style blog posts. And at certain points of last year, we were like extremely busy. We're talking like a team of 10 writers, pretty consistently busy all month long. Wow. And yeah. And starting in 2023, it's been crickets. I mean, it has been really, really quiet. And so there are a few jobs trickling in here and there, but Again, like we didn't have full-time employees, so it's not like we have to do layoffs or anything, but there just hasn't been assignments coming through our portal that we use. And so, you know, we've done some cold outreach and and talked to the people that we've worked with in the past. And most of them have either not replied because they've either been laid off or moved on to another role, or they've come back and said, Yeah, we've been told to just pause on everything right now. It's everything's too up in the air. We don't, we don't know what's gonna happen with our budget. So we're just holding off for now. And so I think a lot of people are in this holding pattern of like, okay, what am I supposed to do in the interim? You know, if that's, if all your eggs are in that bucket for the work that you're doing, that's really scary. And so I think that that's one of the things that's things that's been helpful for freelancers during this period, kind of two, two options here. One is that I've seen people being like, okay, I have time off for the summer and I don't have a ton of work right now. That's great. I'm going to go be outdoors. I'm going to walk my dog. I'm going on vacation. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to come back in the fall and be heads down and, and give it a try again and see if things are different. The other side is that I think people are really diversifying their services that they're offering. So I know that you said you're offering a few different things that you don't normally do. Yeah, I've seen some people get into coaching or digital products for the first time, which has always been something that we've encouraged people to do. I think the other other thing too is like doing more outreach and not just like a cold pitch to a stranger that you've never talked to before, but being more deliberate about asking for referrals or reaching out to people with mutual connections and saying, hey, if you hear of anybody who needs this type of work, would you please send it my way? So being more proactive about like business development, I guess you would call it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like sort of a privilege to be in a position where like, I can kind of take the summer off and figure out a little bit about what I'm going to do, right? Like, I think in a past life, I would have taken that position. And now my life is much more complex. I have two little kids. They have expensive daycare. We own a house. We didn't used to. Like, there are financial pressures, I think, on lots of freelancers. And that is scary. I've also seen people consider, like, maybe I should be applying for in-house jobs. It's something that I've thought about. And I never, like, thought really seriously about that, but it's something that I've thought more seriously about in the past several months. And it's not because it's, it's a little bit because of the market right now, but it's also because like coming back to freelancing 
has been really difficult with having a second kid because I just feel like my brain is like bouncing around like crazy and I want things to be more streamlined. That's kind of a side as opposed to like what's going on with freelancing right now. But I do, I do see people feel very stressed out by this. And I also like, I feel like I'm focusing more on business development, but I also feel like with the circumstances of my life, the timing is horrible and I don't have like a lot of bandwidth to dedicate to like, what new product should I be offering? How should I pivot? And I think right. like things haven't settled. So it's really hard to know even, well, if I pivot in this direction, like, is that going to work? Right? Like, I think a lot of people are probably in that same boat, maybe not the exact scenario, but they're in that position where their life, their personal life is very busy and they don't have a full day where they could just sit down and dream up new ideas or spend it prospecting or whatever. And I think another thing that's kind of an interesting option here is, and I am seeing more requests for it lately. I know I've heard a couple other freelancers say that they're thinking about doing this, but some of these companies, because they've wiped the slate clean with the marketing department, they're like, man, we need an experienced freelancer who can just kind of come in here and basically build an agency, but for us. So like build a team of freelance writers. They know how the process works. So get the process in place, service quality control. So even if it's not a full-time role, some of them are shifting more into this like editorial content manager type role. And it's again, uh, putting all of your eggs into one company's basket, but oftentimes it's like a much higher billing rate or like a good, reliable stream of income you can count on every month because it is a very big undertaking. So have you seen that at all? Have you seen any companies looking for that or heard of anybody who's taking a job like that? B2B is an absolutely fabulous niche. That's why Kaylee and I work in the space. Today's sponsor is the B2B Writing Institute, which is run by Sarah Griesenbach, an incredibly talented former teacher turned freelance writer with 10 years experience in business-to-business writing. Sarah can teach you how to show, not sell, which means educating and explaining what you do rather than pushing sales. If you're interested in writing blogs, white papers, and case studies for B2B clients, even if you have no experience, head to b2bwritinginstitute.com and sign up for Sarah's email newsletter. I subscribe and I can tell you it'll make you laugh and make more money at the same time. Automatic Evergreen, a fully managed newsletter service that uses your existing content and one-to-one interviews to develop fresh content for a weekly email newsletter. Their team of experts creates the landing page, newsletter copy, and template. They even upload, format, and schedule the email so you never need to log into the email provider. Their goal is to provide a well-written, cash-flowing, on-time newsletter every single week that requires little to no time from you. Schedule a free discovery call today at yourweekly.email. I haven't seen that much of that. I've heard of a few people who have said like, oh, I'm kind of managing and editing AI content that's being created. Like I'm sort of this editorial manager, but it's kind of like they're saying, oh, I'm doing this. And I saw someone in the Superfast Slack channel talk about this where she was like, they moved to writing with AI and they got rid of their human writers and the writing is definitely not as good. And the editorial lift is like much higher on her now, which is sort of like good for her, but they also like got rid of freelancers. So I think, I think the thing that is challenging is like those jobs are around, but they're harder to come by maybe because they only need sort of one person to manage all of this. 
I've seen that. I have personally been really open to taking on different kinds of projects to kind of see what I like. Like I'm doing stuff that I definitely would have said no to several years ago or even just a year ago where like one client asked me to do a customer survey because they want to do case studies, but they need to kind of know what people think and they want to identify which customers to reach out to. And I haven't run a survey like that since I worked in-house, but I know how to do it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I am working for my real estate agent. I do not specialize in real estate. Like it's, I mean, it's just like not an area of specialty. And even the way we've structured it is like this hourly retainer structure. And I'm kind of working with her on all kinds of things. They're all writing and content related, but I'm, I am kind of like managing her content in a way and helping her create these resources in a much more integrated way than I might where there was a client like who's like, hey, we need three case studies done. How can you get those done? I do have a couple clients like that that are percolating, but in general, like, yeah, I feel like it's slow. I'm curious about how you have been adjusting to all of this. So I only, so far in 2023, I've only had one super slow month. And I think that was either February or March. And then it picked right back up again. So I've been really fortunate to be pretty consistently busy with my freelance work. Um, like I said, Content Remix has been really quiet. But I I don't know. I think I'm I'm just like in a super lucky spot right now because I have lost a couple of clients where they've said, we're taking all content in house or we're we're outsourcing to like a agency with you know super bottom of the bucket rates and that's a bummer to see but i don't i've somehow managed to to stay busy so for now that's great i again we've talked about this so many times i it's so unpredictable so that could be the case this week i mean you and i spoke a few months ago and i was like oh my gosh emma it's so terrible everything is so terrible i'm not getting any any emails about like, can you help us through my website? I was getting those all the time, you know, in, in recent months. And then it just kind of dried up and I panicked and then it rebounded. So it, I think that that's kind of one of the things that you have to think about as a full, full-time freelancer. Or if you're thinking about becoming a full-time freelancers, there's a lot of adaptability required to it. You have to be really flexible. You have to have like good shock absorbers, I guess, for the ups and downs of all of this, because it's so, you just never know. You really just never know. I know. I think it's not just about freelancing either, but about life, because there's certainly plenty of people who have hung their hats on a full-time job and there have been layoffs and they're not positioned to kind of freelance. They need to get full-time jobs. And like there, if you look on LinkedIn at some of these full-time content jobs or copywriting jobs, it will say like, see how you compare to 4,000 applicants or like I've seen like 1,500 applicants for like content creator roles. And you're like, oh my goodness, like there were so many content people laid off in the first half of 2023 that like all those people are kind of clamoring for these roles. And I think we're all sort of like, what does this mean for our industry and our space and our livelihood. And I don't think we know yet. And I think that uncertainty is also like driving a lot of kind of fear-based marketing. And, you know, I just feel like I sometimes have to sign off LinkedIn because I'm like, this is not helping. Yeah. I think like in terms of advice that we would offer to people. Yeah. That's exactly what I was just going to prompt you with. Um, 
I will just quickly say, I think one of the things that would be really helpful here is to think about what other skills you have outside of purely freelance writing and think about how you can leverage those to either people you've worked with in the past or people you'd like to work with that maybe have a, a mutual connection. You can get a warm introduction, whatever it might be. Even if a company doesn't need a freelance writer to write case studies or blog posts or website copy, whatever it is, maybe they need help with coming up with good topic ideas, or maybe you have SEO skills that you can leverage and say, Hey, I, you know, I can step in as your SEO editor. If you need somebody to make sure that all the boxes are being ticked on the content that you do have content, updating content, refreshing things like that, so that you're not producing net new, that's be way cheaper for them. And again, you're more of an editorial role there. Coming up with social content, you know, if that's something you feel you have experience with, you can do well, that could be something that you could step in and offer e either in addition to your current services with the writing that you're doing or as something totally new. So I think, again, adaptability, thinking about how you can do things strategically and, and again, proactively reaching out to people and saying, hey, if you have this problem, I can solve it for you. Here's how. The other thing I think is this is a great time for people to get back into the face-to-face -face connection building with people. So getting coffees with people, going to conferences and doing some networking. You and I have talked about this before. I think it's true for everybody who freelances. The jobs you book are usually through people who know you. And if they've met you in person, that connection and that relationship is so much stronger than the random internet person that maybe somebody's interacted with on Twitter. That face-to-face -face connection goes a really long way. And I booked a ton of work just by going to a few networking dinners in Chicago um, just a few years ago. And I'm still working with a lot of those clients. Oh, so. that's interesting to hear. I like have an opportunity to go to a networking event tomorrow night. And I've been debating if I should go because my kid is going to have a conniption if I'm not there for bedtime. But maybe I should <laughs> in hearing that and hearing that. Yeah. Cost benefit analysis or cost risk. I don't know what it is. I'm not an accountant, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think cost benefit analysis, right, is basically right that the cost is the kid going nuts, but maybe there's a massive benefit on that. I can buy yes, a lot thank of train sets if I book some clients. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the advice that I'd give to people is to remain flexible. I think also setting a bound on like how long you're going to give this, like how long you're going to keep at this for is a good idea. So like I've said, like, I'm going to give myself until December to be like, I need to change my career, which I realize is like a drastic thing to say. But it's like, I feel like by December, things will have shaken out for me enough to know, like, do I want to keep going in this direction? And when I say this direction, I actually just mean working in copywriting or content marketing, not necessarily freelancing, because it's crazy to me. You know, I've been doing this forever. This is the Freelance Writing Coach podcast, but I am starting to consider like, is this still right for me? And we're going to have an episode about that. But I also, so like, I think setting some bounds of like, am I going to like work on this for a year? Am I going to give it three months? Because I think that can reduce the feelings of anxiety. Like if you have one slow month, you're maybe not completely freaked out. But if you have four or five, six months in a row, then you can be like, okay, this is not working for me anymore. Right. I mean, and some of those bounds depend on your financial situation and how much work you're actually getting and all of that. But I do think that that's 
helpful to think through. I do want to say like something interesting happened to me with a prospective coaching client who listens to this podcast where she got in touch with me and she's like, I found you via your podcast. I'm really interested in your freelance writing, coaching intensive. She was working as a like customer success professional, but in the past she had a writing and editing business for quite a long time. And she's like, I want to get back into writing and editing. And I had this like kind of visceral reaction to her message where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can coach someone through this right now. And I debated (laughs) on what to say to her, right? Because like I'm struggling. And and I basically says, I said like, I have time to work with you, but I want to caution you that the landscape around hiring writers right now is really weird. And depending on the industry you want to focus on, it's going to be challenging and that this, it's harder to win clients and get paid well. And I was like, we sh- that shouldn't, that doesn't mean we shouldn't move forward with coaching, but I do worry that the advice I normally recommend won't be as successful right now. And then I kind of said, I feel like it's important to be honest about this. And interestingly enough, she wrote back and she was like, your honest response made me want to work with you even more. Oh, um, that's great. It was really interesting. And I think that she's sort of like, no, I know I want to confident. I'm confident that I want to pursue this direction and I do need help. And I think she actually appreciated my honesty through it. But, and I'm not like saying to everyone, like, hire me for coaching. I think you should be very strategic about your investments at the moment. But I do think that, you know, like, I'm trying to be honest with people about, like, yeah, it's weird. You're not envisioning this. And I think finding comfort among other freelance writers is really helpful right now. So I guess that's sort of my last bit of advice is like to be honest about what you're going through, to share your struggles with others. You don't want to be like a sad sack in professional social spaces, but I do think being vulnerable within our cohort can can provide a lot of solace and ideas for how to get through this time. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com. Thank you.